What is a modern loyalty program? Why should you have one? When should you add it to your marketing mix? And what is it going to do for your business? You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. And if you're not familiar with our format, each month we focus on a different marketing method like email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different marketing method expert to explore the latest advice on making that marketing method work for you. This month, we're all about loyalty. So in today's episode, we're starting with the biggie. We're starting with loyalty programs. Yes, where points mean prizes. And we have one of the best people in the world at these for the e-commerce store talking us through what they look like these days, because that may well surprise you, what you can do with them, how they work, uh, what kind of things consumers are responding well to at the moment, why you should have one, i.e. what's in it for your business. We're also going to be getting into when in your business life cycle you should be adding this and lots, 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 lots more. And this one will leave you wanting to get out that pen and paper or that remarkable tablet and scribble down a whole host of ideas about what your loyalty program might look like. We're going to meet today's guest in just a moment, but before we do, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Klaviyo will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments, building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with loyalty expert Fiona Stevens. As head of marketing at Loyalty Lion, there is not much Fiona doesn't know about how brands are creating successful loyalty programs. So quite frankly, we could not run our first month on loyalty without getting Fiona on board. Hello, Fiona. Hi, thanks so much for having me. What an introduction. Well, it's great to have you here. And I say when I went oh, we should cover loyalty this year. The first name I put down was you and you guys at Loyalty Lion because it was just like, who else can we get on to talk about loyalty programs and e-commerce? There is no one else um, even close to touching what you guys do. So so how did you get into the world of loyalty? Um, To be honest, it was a little bit by accident. I'd worked in marketing uh, for around about 12 years, tried my hand at a bit of everything, um, PR agencies, SEO agencies, content agencies. And then um, I joined a content agency that had a SaaS business attached to it that was focused purely on e-commerce. And then that took me to my next role, which was a loyalty agency kind of crossed the SaaS and the agency world, brought everything together, completely fell in love with loyalty. And that was back in 2016. Um, That was more on the the sort of high street retail and hotels and airlines and big loyalty programs and things. And then uh, realized that actually, I much prefer the e-commerce side of things and, you know, uh, stores of all sizes and loyalty line came along at the perfect time. So I was able to move into loyalty plus e-commerce plus technology, which was perfect. Nice. And I mentioned, you know, when we were chatting before we even hit the record button, that one of my favourite pieces of content produced by SaaS businesses each year is your Hall of Fame, because 
it just shows the diversity of what smaller businesses are using your technology for. And I think that's why I've always loved working with the smaller guys is because they just bring such innovation to the piece. Absolutely. I'm excited. We're going to start on the, the, the next Hall of Fame very soon in 2021. And obviously that will show just what different stores did during the pandemic as well to keep relationships with customers going when they couldn't sort of connect with them in the same way. So there's been some serious innovation in the past 12 months. I can't wait to see what's going to come up in those categories this year. Yeah, it, it, it blows my mind every time because I think, and it's one of the reasons I wanted to get you on is because I think people just think, when they think of loyalty, they think of the models used by those big companies you mentioned earlier, the big high street chains, the big airlines, the hotels, and they think, you know, that is where it stops. But there's a lot more finesse, I suppose, in creating a clever loyalty program than just giving people a card and letting them rack up some points. Absolutely. And it's it's one of my biggest bugbears, actually, is the inherited reputation that loyalty programs have got as a result of things like club card boots advantage nectar all the airlines you know these programs they're difficult to use it's difficult to understand how you collect points it's difficult to understand how you should use those points finding out even what your points balance is is really difficult or you've got the other side of the coin which is you know amazing the uh, independent coffee shops who give you a, a stamp, but it's just a card. It, it, there's nothing, they don't know you as an individual or anything like that. And the, t- the two ends of that scale have created a little bit of a problem where consumers look at loyalty programs and go, meh, it's not, not really that much use. And actually, there's so much you could be doing with it to communicate your brand, to build those relationships, to create a community. And it, it's great to see people becoming more au fait with that side of things rather than seeing a loyalty program as a all bells and whistles, card where you just collect points and you get prizes at the end. Especially when from the from the retailer side, if you you know just doing the stamp on the card or doing the complex program, the thing is what we're giving away is we're giving away margin and we're giving it away to our best customers, who arguably are the ones we should be giving margin to if we're giving them to everybody, but they're also where we should be making our profit. So I think one of the things I find interesting about seeing what people are doing with your software is that they're not just going, here's another bribe to buy from you. Mm-hmm. They're doing more interesting things. Absolutely. And that, you know, the experiential reward side of things is really, really interesting. And we're actually about to, re- uh, what's the word, uh, launch some research on this, which is really exciting. But there's alternative incentives you can use that aren't going to damage your margin. You know, if somebody is part of your loyalty program and they're coming back to shop with you, then you don't need to offer them 10% off. You could offer them free access to some exclusive content, or you could offer them early access to a sale or early access to a new product line. You could invite them to test new products for you, and then you're getting their feedback as well. All these things, they're more experience-based. They cost you very little, but they, they do make people feel special. And they make people feel an awful lot more special than here's £10 off your next order. Yeah, exactly, which, as you say, sort of feels like a bit of a bribe. Oh, I wasn't actually going to buy anything, but fine you've convinced me, you know, I think it's people forget that loyalty programs are just as much about connecting with people in between purchases and keeping connected with them, even when they're not actually planning to make a purchase, because although they might not be planning to buy, they could recommend a friend who's going to buy, or they could post something about your brand on social media that somebody else sees and then goes on to buy. You know, the the value, the lifetime value of a loyal customer isn't just in their purchase history, it's in every other action or engagement they've taken with your brand in between as well. Yeah, because it's not 
Well, obviously, we can measure it purely on sales if we do our recency, frequency, monetary value, RFM analysis. But <laughs> the clever stuff is in what happens in between. And, and like you said, not necessarily just getting a purchase again from that person, but getting them to help you get new sales, either through referrals or through great reviews or video reviews and all that kind of content. Absolutely. Yeah, that you're pretty much your most powerful uh, marketing tool, your existing customers. There's a lot we could be doing in this space, but who who should be doing it? Because I, I get asked a lot by especially early stage businesses is where should I be focusing my effort at the moment? Should I be doing retention? Should I be doing new customer acquisition? And it, to me, it almost seems like you kind of have that debate and then you go, and then when do I start a loyalty <laughs> program and how do I start? A loyalty? So let's do it. First of all, let's do the when. When should a business be considering what their loyalty scheme might look like? It's a really good question. We get asked it a lot. And obviously, it is difficult because it does depend on resource to a degree. If you are the founder plus the marketing director plus the e-commerce director plus the fulfillment person, you know, you've got a lot on your plate. You're really going to have time. But the way I would look at it is as soon as you have a customer that's made a purchase, you have a customer that could make a second purchase that could act as an advocate, etc. So there really isn't a time that it's too soon to start thinking about it. What I would say is you should never be thinking about it in isolation. So rather than thinking about, okay, am I ready for a loyalty program? Think about, okay, do I have emails going out? Could I be putting loyalty data into those emails to improve the performance of them? Do I have a help desk? Would it make that help desk perform better if I knew what the loyalty points balance was and I could credit someone with points if they were having a bad day or you know we'd we'd mess something up do i have a reviews provider and could i be using points to incentivize those reviews i think you reach a point where you can look at your tech stack and you can clearly see that integrating loyalty and loyalty data into other channels is really going to enhance their performance and that's the point at which you know full steam ahead but do it in a an integrated not an isolated way I think you've opened a whole other section of discussion there. So we'll come back to the integrations and the complexity because there'll been, there've been a lot of ears pricking up as people are listening to this. But going back to that kind of initial stage, you know, as soon as there's that first order, I think that's so true. And it's why I always struggle to answer when someone says, we just launched, when should we set up our email sequences? It's like straight away because <laughs> if you've got them, you're more likely to get any, but you will know what I'm talking about. So I think, yes, it makes a huge amount of sense to do that on day one, but on day one, we're probably not going to the nth degree. We're still testing and learning. So it's it's putting it in place the seeds of the program rather than an all, all singing, all dancing, five points for this, 10 points for this, 20 points for that, and do 20 things for us. Oh, definitely. Keep it so simple at the beginning. You know, we, we've got stores that launch their loyalty programs in 20 minutes. We've got people that take 20 months. It obviously does completely depend on the complexity, but yeah, to get it live or keep it points for the simplest things. And, and I would say, think about the things that are going to have the, the longest impact. So make sure that account creation is in there. Make sure you're offering people points to create those accounts because then you can get them back. For, you know more about them. You're collecting data on them. They're opted in. They're going to be opted into your communications. You know, you've got the gate opens at, at that point. So account creation and purchases, yeah, start there and then build on it later. You know, you, all you really need is a name and a name for your points and how, what you're actually going to call them. That's difficult to change. It should be tied to your brand. Unless you're changing the name of your brand, you know, you don't 
it's confusing when you change the goalposts too much. So once you've um, decided on a loyalty program and decided on a name, I'd say stick with that. But everything else can be built on. Everything else is up for grabs, really. So the key things to commit to on day one is what the name of your loyalty program is and what the name of the points are. Those are the bits which confuse customers if we change them, but we're okay with changing number of points per action and all that kind of thing. About communication. And again, this goes back to what I was saying before. The biggest brands haven't communicated their loyalty programs properly, and that means nobody uses them. As long as you say to a customer, this is changing, we're changing it for this reason. As long as they're very clear and not enough Pick brands have FAQs or explainer videos on their loads pages. It's one of my, another bugbear of mine. <laughs> I have a few. Um, but you know, nobody's really taking the time to just spell it out very clearly. And you might have noticed um, Sephora, they're always in the press with their loyalty program. They change it really, really regularly. And then they release a press release about the changes they've made and why they've made them. And they're the pinnacle of good loyalty programs purely because they, they make it very clear that they're changing things to offer a better experience and they explain why they're changing them. And if you make that change PR worthy, then <laughs> well, there that, we go. Yeah, possibly not every brand can do a Sephora, but... Uh. <laughs> but certainly one we should all be watching if we're looking to build our loyalty programme well. Um, you mentioned about complexity and communicating that complexity, which I guess brings us back rather nicely to the integration side of things, because... It's not as simple these days. If you want a good loyalty program, it's not as simple as here's your card. And I know we're talking an online world, not an offline world anyway, but here's your card. Remember to scan it and try and remember to redeem something. We can turn it into kind of a core part of the business with those integrations into our other channels. And is can we pretty much integrate with anything? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it depends on the tool that you're using. It depends uh, what integrations that tool has or what API access that that tool has. But um, yeah, I I think the majority of the loyalty providers out there have have the integrations so that loyalty really can sit at the heart of any marketing. And even down to, you know, POS and in-store, as long as you're training people and encouraging them to promote your loyalty program, that's how you make it successful, get as many members of the team as possible brought into its success and you know, tie it to their KPIs as well. So you're constantly growing it. But um, yeah, it's. It, I think there's most things now, the integrations are there, or as I said, the API access, Shopify Flow also makes it very easy to trigger a lot of things via a loyalty program. So we, it really is at the point now where we can sit down and go, what would our perfect loyalty program look like? encompassing the whole of the business. So from orders through to social media activity in terms of rewards and in terms of earning points, and then probably be able to find a way to make it happen because the, the tech is there to make it easy for us. The tech's there to make it easy for you and your, you know, your loyal customers, your community are there to do the hard work for you, do a lot of the word of mouth marketing or you know, you use their reviews in your social posts, you know, whatever's coming in from those loyal customers is is gold and makes a, a marketing manager's job a whole lot easier because they can just use that somewhere else. I think I might have been um, Skinny Dip who I was talking to. They said that one of their best social media campaigns was a story um, or a tweet that came from one of their customers. They dropped their phone and because of the Skinny Dip phone case, it didn't break. And they sent this lovely tweet about how Skinny Dip are my savior. One of their best performing ever social campaigns, just reusing that content from a loyal customer. Excellent. Now you've just mentioned several great outputs of a loyalty program. So 
What are the key things we should be looking to get out of our launch program? Why should a retailer spend the 20 minutes or the 20 months getting it set up? What's the benefit? Um, I, I think the you know the obvious one is lifetime value. The more you can bring a customer back to you, the more you can get them to repeat purchase, the higher their average spend will get, the more money you will make from them. But I think the other thing at the moment, you know, merchants are having to grapple with a lot of changes in terms of privacy updates. And I'm sure we're all already tired of hearing about iOS 14 and iOS 15. But the fact is that acquisition is getting quite tough. So, you know, the, the other thing that you really do get out of a loyalty program is the opportunity to acquire new customers via your lower customer base. And, you know, we've said already whether that's reviews, whether that's referrals, whether that is just getting them interacting in a community. You know, we, a lot of our merchants have amazing Facebook communities where a consumer will ask a question and another consumer will answer it. You know, that, that kind of engagement, that's absolutely invaluable when it's getting when people are opting out of your emails or they are opting out of your ads um that it's it's just absolute gold dust but i think the the other thing that i'm noticing more and more now is your loyalty program gives you an opportunity to tell your brand story to communicate who you are as a brand and you can do that in a few different ways obviously there's welcome emails there's naming your your program in a particular way whatever it might be but the key thing we're saying is people designing their rewards and their points earning opportunities around whatever their brand stands for so for a sports brand that might be can't remember who it is one of one of the cycling brands is linked to Strava so cycle enough miles contributes to the community enough and you get points or it can be completely on the other end I think it's Pacifica Beauty if you recycle their packaging then you earn points. Um, we have a dog food brand, Edgard and Cooper, who uh, rather than redeeming your points for a money off voucher, you can use it to make a donation to a dog shelter. You know, So suddenly there's an opportunity for you to really use your loyalty program to connect with your customers and say, hey, we actually care about the same things. We value the same things. And that's how you're going to keep somebody shopping with you for a long time. They're not, they'll choose you over Amazon, over a competitor who's not got these rewards set up because they know you've got something in common and they know that by interacting with you, they're supporting a lifestyle or a cause or a value that they really care about. So many reasons why we should be doing this, everyone <laughs> who's out there listening. Um, okay, Fiona, I think we've we've given people the good ins and outs of, a, of what a good loyalty program is capable of now, but I think now we should pause for a reminder of our sponsors and then we're going to talk about the wider world of loyalty. Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Clavio is for. Clavio helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS and personalised website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform, platform is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. 
Okay, Fiona, so far we've gone deep into loyalty programs. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of loyalty. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with loyalty, which of course does include loyalty programs. Are you ready? I think so. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Let's start with loyalty newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step leveraging that loyalty and building that loyalty with their customers, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? Uh, they need to know what they're trying to achieve. So, um, you know, are they are they struggling with acquisition? Are they needing to boost retention? Um, they they need to know what the wider business goal is, and then they need to stop and consider: okay, how can we design a loyalty program in a way that's going to help us to meet the challenges that we already have? Not just add another siloed activity, not just add another thing that you have to focus on all day, but how is a loyalty program actually going to help us meet the challenges that we have as a business. Nice. Get clear on those objectives. Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimising. So what's your favourite way to improve loyalty program performance? I think um, when it comes to improvement and optimisation, it comes back to data. You know, any marketing channel that you're running, you would use metrics to see how it's going. And loyalty is absolutely no different. So, you know, you should be comparing the average order value, the purchase frequency, the um, the customer lifetime value of your members and your non-members. You should start to see a gap widening in there. And if you don't, then, you know, there's something that needs to be fixed. If you are, you, you know, you can dig into it a bit deeper and you can see where to double down. And I, I think the other th- really important thing about um, the data you get from a loyalty program and where to improve it is it literally tells you where to focus to get the biggest ROI. It tells you who your most valuable customers are. So you know where to focus your marketing effort. There's your most valuable customers. They're your at-risk customers. If they've churned, it's probably time to let them go. Trying to win them back is going to cost you far more than focusing on those engaged and those at-risk customers. And similarly, trying to acquire new ones who have no relationship with your brand is going to cost you more than just focusing on your most loyal customers. So insights and, and data is the best way to improve any marketing channel. Nice. Now, if someone listening wants to learn more about loyalty, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Little bit biased here, uh, but I would probably <laughs> head to the Loyalty Line Academy. Um, it does. It covers pretty much every um, part of the customer journey and, and loyalty at those stages. And it's uh, completely free. But to be honest, my my go-to is actually um, often the HubSpot Academy purely because it touches on so many different parts of marketing. If you have a loyalty problem to solve, it's a nice way of finding a good resource and then linking loyalty to it so that your, your loyalty stays as a bigger part of your marketing strategy. Nice. Two great recommendations there. Okay. Finally, it is crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for in loyalty? I think, um, fortunately, it's uh, again, as I said, everyone's probably a, a bit bored of hearing about it, but it is a real time of flux for marketers. Consumers have the opportunity to opt out of from hearing from us in a way that they've never had before. And it's going to really significantly move the goalposts. And I think that's when people need to consider loyalty programs and retention the most because if you've got somebody in your loyalty program you have permission to continue marketing to them you have permission to tell them your brand story you have permission to tell them about your new products you know you've got so many different ways of reaching them that aren't open to you if they've opted out of your ads or if they've opted out of your emails but you also can then continue to measure 
the success of your engagement with them because you can see how much they're spending. You can see how much they're coming back and returning to your site and all those good things. And in, in a time where open rates are no longer going to be visible or no longer a metric that you can rely on, having that engagement data is going to be absolute gold. Love it. Excellent. Well, look, Fiona, we are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business online, please? Absolutely. So um, feel free to look me up on LinkedIn, Fiona Stevens, um, or you can find us at loyaltyline.com or we are loyaltyline.hq on most of the social channels as well. Excellent. Well, look, Fiona, thank you so much for coming on the Keep Optimising podcast today. You have given us a whole heap to think about in the world of loyalty and a lot of tips on how to really make our programs work. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. That's completely got my mind spinning with ideas of what one could do with a loyalty program, as I had a good assumption it was going to. So I hope that's given you some great food for thought on what a loyalty program could look like in your business and what it could go about achieving for you. Loved that point from Fiona about the fact it's essentially kind of another marketing opt-in, so another way to be connected with your customers. And all those pieces where it's not simply about giving a discount off the next order that the and it's not just about rewarding people for how much they spend with you there's so many angles to this so many so much subtlety that can be built in to make this really powerful for you there were a couple of reports we mentioned early on in the episode um the hall of fame and the research, which is coming out very, very soon. In fact, it should be out by the time you're hearing this podcast about the experiential rewards, which is all about alternative incentives to use instead of discounting. So I was just talking to Fiona about it after we finished recording that main bit. Absolutely fascinating data coming in that one. So we'll make sure there's a link to that from the show notes page as well. So you can get the links to all of that and everything else we discussed the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com. When you get there, click on the all episodes tab and then you'll find this episode and that's where you'll find all that good stuff. Whilst you're there on the website, you can also sign up to our monthly Q&A webinar because as part of my mission to help you improve your marketing, I've invited all our loyalty specialists to join us for a live Q&A session where you get your chance to get your questions answered. So head to keepoptimizing.com and there you will find out when it's happening and how to sign up and that is totally free. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. So please do stay tuned next week, next time for our next episode on loyalty, because we're going to be covering it from several different angles this month. And please do tell your fellow marketers about the show, because my aim is to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their e-commerce marketing. So have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.